morning, everyone. Uh, never work with children or animals, that's what they say. I? <laughs> My name's Noah. Matthew's asked me to talk to you about the amazing things that can happen when you trust God. Now, I know you won't believe it, look at me, but I'm over 600 years old. Yeah, that's right. I like to think that I could pass for 500, but uh, my wife would probably say I'm kidding myself. <laughs> Mind you, my three boys were born around my 500th birthday. And I'm sure that they're the reason I've got so many grey hairs now. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with Theresa May or austerity or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I've always tried to live my life right. And I've taught my family to do the same. Like my parents, their parents, and their parents before them, I worship the one true living God. Do you like the beard, by the way? <laughs> yeah, took Lizzie all night, that is. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, my dad, Lemach, Lamech, gave me my name. Do you know what Noah actually means? Uh, sort of, Chris, yeah. It means he will give us a break from the hard work of farming the land that God has cursed. Imagine going to school with a name like that. <laughs> Mind you, the break from hard work wasn't anything like I or anyone else expected, I can tell you. Would you have thought that the break would actually be the total destruction of all life on earth? You wouldn't, would you? No, you wouldn't, would you? No, you wouldn't, John. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me backtrack a bit for you. But a quick aside to any expectant dads here today. You might want to think very carefully about the names you give your children. <laughs> anyway, one day while I was talking to God, he told me how fed up he was with all the bad things that the people all over the earth were doing. God said that he was so cross that he was going to destroy them all with a giant flood. But as I was his only friend on earth, he was going to save me and my family. Isn't God amazing? God told me that I needed to build a boat. Not just any boat, though. Oh, no. A really massive one. The boat God told me to build was longer than a football pitch and about half as wide. Wow. Very biblical word, that, isn't it? That needed a whole lot of wood. I did tell God that the, bit, the boat did seem a bit on the big side for one family. I mean... I know that my three boys and their wives and all of their stuff can take up a lot of space, but really, God said that the boat, an ark, he called it, needed to be so big because we were going to be sharing it with a whole load of animals. <laughs> to be honest, I'd never really seen myself as a zookeeper. I was a simple farmer who had a few farm animals, you know, geese mostly. Odd cow here and there. God said that we'd be looking after at least one boy and girl of different type of animal. And every one boy and one girl of every different type of animal. He didn't tell me how to say it, mine, but that's what he said he was going to do. <laughs> All of a sudden, the boat didn't seem quite so large. I honestly had no idea how everything was going to work out. No idea. Yeah, like that, Chris. But then, as I may have said before, I know that God is amazing, so I knew it would be all right somehow. Anyway, building the boat took ages. But I'd never built a boat before, have I? Have any of you? As I've said, 
whole thing was huge. As well as the basic boat shape, the boys and I needed to add a massive roof to keep the water out. Three decks and a large door in the side. Although I probably shouldn't say it myself, the boys and I made a fine job of that boat. To be fair, the plans that God gave us were perfect. And even though our carpentry skills were somewhat rudimentary at the start, they were very good by the time we'd finished. The people who lived near us thought we were mad. They made fun of me, my wife, my boys, their wives, all of us. They called us names and told us we were bonkers. They couldn't understand why we were building such a big boat. And when I explained that it was God who told me to do it, they laughed even more. Some said I was hearing voices in my head. Others said that I must have had too much to drink and got confused. Some mistake, surely. Telling them that God had promised to send a flood didn't help matters either. They thought that was hilarious. To be fair, they did have a bit of a point there. You see, we live in a desert. And there ain't very much rain. Building a boat in the middle of a desert does look a bit daft, doesn't it? Still, I was sure that our amazing God knew what he was doing. When we'd finished building the boat, God told us to get inside. The animals God had spoken of turned up all by themselves. It was amazing. God must have told the animals to come to us and show them the way. They were all animals of different types, <laughs> shapes and sizes, big ones, small ones, furry ones, smooth ones, cute ones, <laughs> scary ones. <laughs> scary sheep and plenty that I'd never seen before. It took us about seven days to get all the animals settled on board the boat. Our neighbours had some fairly choice comments to make about the, all the animals too. Shortly after we'd managed to get all the animals on board, it started to rain. And boy rain, I don't mean a little drizzle that's slightly annoying and gets you a bit damp. I mean full-on, heavy, really wet rain. The sort that soaks through you in seconds. Never in all my 600 years had I ever seen rain like this. The size of the roof of the boat made much more sense now. When they realised this wasn't one of those storms that would simply blow itself out in a few hours, our neighbours started calling out to us. They weren't laughing at us now. They asked to come on the boat. They pleaded with us to let them on. But we couldn't do anything to help them. God had sealed the door. None of them were getting on. None of us were getting off. And it kept on raining. It didn't stop. All that big, fat, heavy, wet rain kept on falling for 40 days, 40 days and 40 nights. The boat floated all over the place. We had no idea where we were. Even the mountains were covered by water. There were no landmarks for us to navigate by. Mind you, we couldn't steer the boat anyway. Our amazing God was totally in charge. When we looked outside the boat, all we could see was water. God really did destroy all the living things on earth. Apart from those of us in that boat. And then one day, after 40 long days, the rain stopped. Of course, although we wanted to get off the boat, we couldn't. 
It may have stopped raining, but there was still water everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Do you know how long we floated around? The waters didn't start going down until about five months after the rain stopped. A few months after that, we could start seeing the tips of the mountains appearing out of the water. A month or so after that, I sent out a raven to see whether it could find anywhere to land. It couldn't. And I sent out a dove. And that came back. It's on its way back now, look, see. Anyways, I did come back. The following week, I sent the dove out again. And it came back this time with a branch in its mouth. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. Ah, see, the tops of the trees were starting to appear. One more week later, I sent the dove out again. But this time, it didn't come back. It took almost another two months before the earth was dry, enough for us to get out of the boat. Only then did God tell us we could get out and we should let the animals go. To say that we were pleased to be outside the boat and on dry land was something of an understatement. Don't get me wrong, the boat had saved our lives and was a miracle from God. But we were on it for over a year. That's a long time to be in something the size of half a football pitch with loads of animals. When we were off the boat, I built an altar, and the whole family worshipped God. While we were praising God, I looked up and saw a wet, multicolored arch in the sky. God told me this wet arch was called a rainbow, and that it was a sign from him for us of his promise never again to destroy anything on the earth. God has blessed our family so much. And it's all because we trusted him. I urge you to trust him too. <laughs> I guarantee that you will have amazing adventures with him. Trust him with your life. We did. And he saved us from the destruction of all living things on the earth. So that is an amazing story, and now we're going to talk to Cormac about what we can do. In one minute. Okay. It's like we'll last in a minute. <clears throat> so Jackie Pollinger trusted in God, and he did incredible things through her. Jackie trusted God over something huge, but we can still trust God in our everyday lives. Um, we don't have to take a boat to Hong Kong, but that doesn't mean we can't trust God. You can still trust God at school, at work, or even from the comfort of your own home. Although it may just be small, there might be something bothering you. You don't know what to do about it. Have faith. Trust God. But it seems an awfully small problem to need to trust God over. And maybe you feel that God won't even be able to make it work. There is no task too small or too large for our Lord God. He moves mountains. He fed 5,000 on five loaves and two fish. He sent his only son to die for your sins. There is no, no task too small for him. But you have to commit to it. You have to fully rely on him. Mark 11 verse 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it will be yours. 
you can't just wait and hope for something to happen. You have to rely on God and ask for it through prayer. You must surrender your will to God. And that's not easy. Although it is easy for me to stand up here well, and talk about trusting God, it's something altogether d- different to do it yourself. Because things can change very quickly and everything becomes disorientating. And it becomes all too much in no time at all. Or it seems that way. That's why it's so important to have faith. Because at times like those, when you cannot handle things alone, you must trust in God and he will provide. But why is it so important that we trust God? By trusting God, we become closer to him. And as we become closer to God, it becomes easier to trust him. So, by trusting God, we become closer to him, which, in turn, makes it easier for us to trust him. I think this is all summarized in Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. If you're only going to take one thing away from this today, make it this. Don't hold back. Trust God and he will provide. Thank you, Cormac.